Welcome, this is The School on Austin Street, a podcast about philosophy and literary reflections with your host, Joey Freeman, a student at Kinder Ages BBA, and my guest, Brandy Skillern, my mom. Hello. So today we're going to be talk, uh, discussing Shame and Judgment in The House on Mango Street, a novel written by Sandra Cisneros. Okay, so I think that shame can arise from either one's own negative evaluation of themselves or uh, when their flaws are exposed to others, which can, you know, prompt a negative evaluation of, of others or from others. Um, and that can be whether it actually exists or if it's just imagined by that person. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I know that I personally feel shame when I feel like I've violated, I guess, social norms um, when I'm exposed both to people day in and day out. And I've come to believe that they have norms that they expect of me. And I feel ashamed or small or humiliated and exposed um, often. So, and then shame causes people to me or others to view themselves in a negative light. And we direct our focus inward. And I think this is kind of, this kind of shame can be a main cause of conditions like sometimes low self-esteem or depression. Um, yeah, I agree. I also think it can, shame can really like stem from these mental health diagnoses or they can kind of grow also from a traumatic experience. Um, and I think both these experiences or, you know, shame from stemming from these experiences as well as shame in general, uh, it's definitely a universal emotion. Um, and it's it can be felt either secretly or it can be, you know, you can be shamed by society. Right, I agree. Okay, so in this book, shame comes up a lot. Uh, so I definitely feel as though it's like a central point in this book um, because it emerges into so many of the vignettes. Um, it's kind of like a main challenge or struggle that the main character, who is Esperanza, uh, has to overcome. Right. I saw that many times throughout the book. Um, so one of the vignettes that I uh, kind of noticed specifically um, was actually the first one in the book, uh, The House on Mango Street. Um, and this one is just about how Esperanza has always dreamed of her and her family owning this like kind of shiny new ideal house uh and she described it like you know with white walls and these like long stairs um but actually the reality is her home is this more like humble and kind of cramped because she's small and she lives with her her family um and so she's definitely ashamed of the place that she lives in yeah i notice a lot that she wants a better life for herself and for her future and i'd say i definitely think one of her main goals is to one day have her own house so that mm -hmm. she can have something to feel proud of. Yeah, um, and I think this specifically is like a really good example of shame not being induced by herself necessarily, but by society and specifically like the societal pressures. Right, and humili humiliation plays a big role here. It's like a, Esperanza is aware of the societal pressures of having a large house and an expensive house. Yeah, and it's like, you know, she wants it to be filled with all these nice things, but she again is like ashamed that she lives in such a humble home and it doesn't have like these things that she had always kind of you know dreamed of so she's she's upset and that you know causes her to be ashamed that there's no stairs or you know um it's like red brick instead of the white that she always wanted right and she does seem to understand here that she's being judged right especially when uh the nun from her school uh came to like ask her about where she lived um and so she pointed to her like you know her apartment um and the nun just kept saying, you live there? 
Um, and so, you know, it's ultimately what led Esperanza to have these feelings of shame towards her home and towards herself, really. Um, and it leaves her to, you know, kind of be unsatisfied. And so that is definitely an example of shame kind of being induced by other people and by, by society. society. Yeah, I agree. Um, another vignette that I really thought, um, and it kind of contrasted this, the, the house on Mango Street one, not because of the shame, but really because, um, you know, how the first one I talked about, House on Mango Street, really focused on um, kind of like outwardly projected shame when you are ashamed because of, you know, someone else kind of speaking on it or speaking about it um, and seeing other people mm -hmm. with these things that you want, for example, the house. Um, but Four Skinny Trees is really about like self-inflicted, self-induced shame. Right. Um, so Four Skinny Trees in this vignette, uh, Esperanza compares herself to this group of skinny trees. Um, and she talks about how they're just like these raggedy excuses and, um, but they have this secret strength that she talks about. Yeah, so she's looking out her window and seeing these trees and comparing herself. And it's almost in this moment, like you're really allowed a glimpse of her feelings of shame inwardly and towards herself. Right, because she compares herself to these um, raggedy trees, specifically she's that word. Um, and she talks about how the trees, like their strength is secret. Um, and that, you know, even though they appear to be like rather like puny and like weak, um, they definitely have these strong, deep roots like beneath the ground and like, quote, uh, grab the earth between their hairy toes and bite the sky with violent teeth and never quit their anger. Yeah, I like how um, Cisneros like used it as a metaphor and that this ferocious description of these trees, secret anger is referring really to herself. Um, and she's it's showing that she's ashamed of her outward appearance. It's tragic. Right. But even though, you know, be, well, I think because she's so ashamed of her outward appearance is why she, um, you know, she keeps her, her strength hidden and, it, you know, keeps it herself like a secret. And so she hides her anger and her emotions, um, which, you know, is really her only way to survive. Is yeah. She kind of drowns in her own humiliation. Uh, so definitely, definitely an example of self-induced shame because mm -hmm. she's really putting this on herself without anyone else kind of, you know, she was compared herself to these trees. Yeah. Um, so another, uh, definitely another vignette that shared this characteristic of self-induced shame um, was titled Born Bad. Um, and this one's really interesting. So it's about uh, Esperanza sh having this really elderly and extremely ill uh, aunt. Yeah. And she went to visit her a lot, very frequently to read her books and poetry. Um, and they had a relationship and the aunt really loved her. Um, but unfortunately, Esperanza and her, her two friends, um, they had this game that they would play where they would mimic a certain person. And then the other two would guess who the, uh, who the one was pretending to be. Uh, so one day, Esperanza actually impersonated her aunt and she would mock or she mocked the way that she would talk and couldn't lift up her head all the way. Um, and she, they would take turns laughing and mimicking her aunt's mannerisms. Um, and soon after actually her aunt died, uh, she passed away and it was horrible. Um, and Esperanza actually felt very ashamed of what she did. Um, and she turned this inward and she believed that she was, quote, born bad, and that she would even go to hell for what she did. 
Yeah, Born Bad was definitely, um, it was an impactful vignette, um, and it focuses um, a lot on her, the inner aspect of shame. Right, and I think it reflects how uh, Esperanza, because it, it reflects how Esperanza caused herself to feel so ashamed and so mortified by how she mocked and, you know, mimicked her sick and dying aunt. Yeah, she's so ashamed of herself and of her actions, though, that she actually believes she'll be sentenced to hell after she dies. Right. Um, so... The last vignette that I really think struck a chord with me, because this one's like really unique in the way Cisneros brought up shame. Um, and this one is titled A Smart Cookie. Um, and this one is actually about Esperanza's mother. Um, and her mother is really disappointed, kind of in herself, that she didn't pursue this ideal life that she had really been originally going for and that she really desired when she was younger. Um, and so she talks to her daughter about how she actually quit school because she was so ashamed of the way she was forced to dress because, you know, her and her family um, lived in poverty. Um, and so she quit school because of the pressure uh, and the, the shame, even though she was actually really smart. Yeah, yeah. This one was super tragic, too. It was it, a smart cookie to me really provided it a good example of how shame can be so extreme that it can ruin um, really terrific opportunities in one's life. And it guides people into decisions that they can later truly regret. Right. And um, it also proves, in my opinion, how shame arises from both judgment and humiliation um, while providing this insight through Esperanza's mother's point of view, which I think was really creative um, rather than her own, because then, you know, Esperanza can kind of, uh, realize this, you know, kind of um, realization for herself um, and apply it to her own struggles with shame through, you know, her what her mom tells her. Right. And her mom knew she was smart. She herself was smart, but she was judged and pressured into feeling embarrassed about herself, about the way she dressed mm -hmm. and her lack of money. Right. And she felt shame that she had to be so frugal and couldn't indulge in what her other people around her were granted access to because simply that they had money. Right. And I mean, ultimately, this is what caused her to just stop attending school. And then she, you know, ended up restraining herself from pursuing this certain lifestyle. Um, because, you know, I think she, she was so ashamed. She really didn't think she deserved it. Yeah, um, which, agree. you know, obviously brought her to eventual, like, regret. Yes. Okay, so um, one kind of question that I really had when I was um, reading The House on Manga Street was just about, you know, how shame can be, like, subcategorized. Right. It's like the two things we've really focused on is how it can be either self-induced or it can stem from outward sources. Right. Um, because I think, you know, shame can be a completely, like, secret and self-inflicted emotion, um, which, you know, caused by a lack of confidence and you know low self-esteem and negative feelings and thoughts towards yourself uh, but it can also be actually put on a person because of pressures from other people or judgment from other sources right like there's lots of situations in which people can compare themselves to others so comparison is definitely a factor in both self-inflicted and outwardly projected shame right um, another thing I was you know just reflecting on when I was reading um I think it was, you know, represented in the book, uh, was about the negative effects or like impacts of feeling shame. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, unfortunately shame can really cause, um, someone to feel really worthless and kind of like powerless in their situation. 
um, whatever that might be. Um, and it can really just kind of uh, cause low self-esteem and depression. Yeah, as well as many other health diagnoses, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it can also lead people into making these decisions that in, you know, the future, whether it's the near future or, or you know, several, several years, um, but decisions that they really regret. And I think this was really creatively shown by Cisneros um, in her portrayal of Esperanza's mother. I in, agree. Yeah, in the um, vignette titled A Smart Cookie. Um, so overall, we have determined that shame is very often derived from judgment and humiliation. Um, and shame is definitely an emotion that is closely related to both one's depiction of himself as well as how others perceive them, or at least how, you know, someone assumes other people perceive them. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe to The School on Awesome Street for more literary reflections and philosophical tidbits. Thank you. Thank you.